Are you tired of chasing down payments for your small business? With Waves easy-to-use invoicing software, you can customize your invoices, look professional, and get paid faster for your work. Use Waves' recurring invoicing feature so you can sit back, relax, and get back to doing what you love. Create your account at waveapps.com weekly and get started with 100% free and unlimited invoicing. That's waveapps.com weekly. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pocket Now Weekly Podcast, hosted by yours truly. It's Joshua Vergara. What's going on, everybody? Got a bit of a special episode here for you, because last week was one of the busiest weeks that we're probably going to have for a little while, especially since, well... Mobile World Congress was officially canceled completely. Now, we're going to get into that a little bit more uh, as I have a couple of guests on this episode, and they're both centered around various events that were going to happen and now are not going to happen. Of course, I'm talking about Unpacked last week, the Galaxy S20 line, and also the Galaxy Z Flip, which some of us actually have right now. Uh, They were announced, and I was able to talk to Thunder E of Board at Work while we were at the Samsung Creator Lounge, and I got his thoughts on the Galaxy Z flip now just a quick aside the galaxy creator lounge was a very interesting (laughs) it's a very interesting uh event uh where samsung tends to have a lot of different places that people can go depending on what your beat is in this whole tech world uh in our case us uh bloggers and tech youtubers and journalists and whatnot we all go to the media events where we're taking uh our pictures and videos of the phones but the creator lounge which sounds like something that we would all want to go to is actually for like straight influencers, people who are on Instagram and TikTok and all these places. And instead of taking footage of the phones, they're taking footage with the phones. One of the funny things about this talk I'm about to bring in with uh, Thunder E uh, is that while we were talking for about 15 to 20 minutes about the Z Flip and a little bit of S20 stuff, there were just people right next to us just getting, trying to get the best boomerangs. And they were all basically like wearing a style that me and Thunder E could probably never pull off. Like these are young people on the side younger people than us um, <laughs> that were just trying to get dope Instagram photos and videos. It was really funny, uh, but it was also really interesting to see the different uh, demographics that Samsung tries to play to. And obviously, because of the power of these new phones that Samsung announced, well, you can get a lot of that cool stuff for your social media. In any case, let's go ahead and jump into the conversation with Thunder E as we talk about the Galaxy Z Flip and the Galaxy S20 line at the Samsung Creator Lounge. Make sure you stick around because a little bit later I have Nick Gray of Fandroid on as we talk about the loss of MWC in 2020. Give me a, give me a quick explanation as to where we're where we are right now, because <laughs> this is very different from everything I've ever done. This is the Galaxy Creator Lounge, and it's basically meant for uh, creators, lifestyle, lifestyle. Let's start with lifestyle, right? It's a, it's a more lifestyle oriented. Well, they, they, they sometimes call us influencers. We are not compared to these people. <laughs> no, no. No, we, you know why we're not? Huh. Because people like Fisher and the rest of them says we're not influencers. And they've pushed that narrative themselves yeah. on Twitter and places like that. And everybody's like, yeah, we're not influencers. We're not those dumb people. But when, he, when the time is needed to be one of those dumb people like this. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, like, not disparaging any of these people, they're hard at work. Yeah, of course. To get the best boomerangs and <laughs> all of that. Yeah. Um, okay, so they say that to get a good discussion out of somebody, you got to give them, like, very emotional, two-choice questions. This is like the hot ones question uh, way. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm channeling Sean Evans right now. So. Okay. Flip or fold? Easy fold. 
Okay, tell me why. Well, the flip. Let me start with the flip first, just because it's a it's a new device. It's it's nice. It's solid. It flips open to six point seven inches. It flips open to my Galaxy S ten、mm-hmm. or even like the Galaxy S twenty plus. Yeah. But that's it. I can always just have a Galaxy S twenty plus, and a point that Flossy brought up is that that screen in front is really small、mm-hmm. compared to the Razer, where you can actually look and read information without opening your device. Now with the Fold, I have a screen in front.、Uh, Maybe smaller for some people. People like Jaime don't like it as much, but. When I open it up, I have a seven point, I think, two inch or seven point five inch <coughs> tablet. It's a tablet. Yeah. Yes.、Um, well, okay. The, the, I want to make sure to say tablet. This is where I want to interject because people like Danny Winget are saying the Fold is simply a better phone, but I don't, I don't agree with that sentence. And it's、th- a better tablet. No, no. I think, I think, I think Danny's alluding to the future of the Fold. Yeah. Hear me out in the sense that by the time. The fold becomes mature in about four, five cycles. It would have a, a very flat, thin、um, curvature, so that when it's folded, it's kind of like a book,、mm-hmm. and you have a display in front that's like your standard smartphone. And then when you open it up, you go, "Wow, okay, I've got you know seven, ten inches, whatever the size is at that、yeah. point." And then you have pen support as well. Yeah, what? Pen support, pen. Oh, pen, S pen, S pen. Yeah. So those are the kind of things that I think he's alluding to. That at least he can still use it as a phone. Yeah, the screen is small in the front, but he can still use it. Okay. As a phone. That's true. I mean, okay. As far as the screen on the outside is concerned, I can see where that's coming from. Like a three point, what is it? Three point four, something like that. Yeah, something like that.、Yeah. Um, you still get usability. The tiny little screen on the flip, you don't get much from that. You can take a selfie. There's some notifications, but no matter what, you got to open that thing up. Yeah. So I get that. I totally get that. But do you really think that the market for people? Who want a bigger screen from the one that they already have on the outside is greater than the people who want current phones, easier pocketability. I think a bigger screen because then you don't have to buy a tablet again. But the thing is, the tablet market hasn't been big on, in front. On the Android side, it's it's disappeared because if you realize the reason why the iPads are sold so well is that people have iPads and an Android phone.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know people like that. Yeah, we know people like that. Exactly. So <coughs> because of that, and the way the Android、uh, tablet market is, devices like the Fold, devices like the Surface Duo that we saw leaked this week, those are the kind of devices that people go like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the smart. You know, that's that's the device I've been looking for on the、yeah. Android ecosystem. Yeah. You know, and that's what I think this brings. Something like the the Flip is a fad. And Samsung was responding to the fad, and I don't think they necessarily care too much if it's fully successful or not. It keeps the conversation of foldables in play until the Fold 2 comes around. Well, okay, so pivoting that discussion, not pivoting that.、Um, going back to my earlier question, that the market of people who want a pocketable current smartphone, do. You, Is that is that diminishing that though? Like, do you think it's an insignificant market? I don't think it. I think it's still significant. No, no, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you. I think that, that market wants a device like the iPhone SE. Yeah. They want that size. 
and if you look at some of the market trends, the reason why all the rumors that Apple is coming out with the SC soon, it looks like it might be March or maybe early April, is the fact that uh, about 20 to 30% of iPhone users haven't <coughs> upgraded from the SC or the iPhone 6. Okay. So, I guess what I would say is like, 1380, that's obviously the, the is it 13? Yeah, 1380, yeah. that's the price. Um, compared to the $2,000 of the Fold, you would still recommend somebody get the Fold? Yeah, I would recommend the Fold. Okay. I would recommend the Flip also, if mm -hmm. that's what you like. Yeah. I, I, I just say, for me personally, it just doesn't fit into my lifestyle. Yeah. You know, because the Flip also reminded me of the, of the original Razer and all those Flip phones. I never liked them back then either. Oh, you didn't? No. Oh. I mean, I had, I had them, but... You know, I like the candy bar Nokia phones. Yeah. I like the Sony Ericsson. Sony Ericsson. Mm -hmm. I like the Nokia Communicator. That was my device I wanted, you know, to buy. So that's where my own mindset is with devices like that. It's cool until it's just not cool. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, personally, for me, I I, I do feel like the flip. I don't know. There's that novelty to it. I get where you're. I get where you're. Like I was saying earlier, the outside screen is a point of contention. Absolutely, I totally agree with that. But there's just something so cool about the fact that we can take a form factor that we're that is established and just make it easier to carry, easier to have. You know, because when I look at the fold, it's still a tall, weirdly shaped phone closed. As a tablet, I agree with you. It's a great tablet. I can see why it's good. But on the topic of that screen, wouldn't app compatibility factor into that? Because a lot of apps still don't take to that big screen as well. And you're not going to have those problems on the flip. No, no, definitely true. I think, I think for me, though, I look <coughs> at the fold like the Galaxy Note. It, it feels very raw. Mm -hmm. It feels like there are things that need to be fixed. But the potential of a device like that means I, I'm only carrying one device. Um, and from that one device, I have multiple devices, mm -hmm. and it becomes bigger. The flip means I carry half a device. Until you open it. Until I open it, yeah. because I can't do anything. There's no productivity going on with the flip other than me going, this is who's calling me. I don't want to answer that person. Yeah. And that's fine. And even if I want to answer the person, I have to open up the phone. Mm -hmm. So I'm not gaining anything. I'm actually losing things from the flip. The fold says, yeah, I've got, a, I've got a display that is not that great for a lot of people, but it's still very feasible. Yeah. And I've got something in low extra, and I've got multitasking that right now on Android, we don't even have anything like that. You can do four apps, five or something. I think Samsung said seven in total. Mm -hmm. So you've got that, that ability to do more with the device. So for me, I look at it as it being something that for a consumer, and I think by the time the fold matures, Maybe Gen 3 is probably when we start seeing that. I've been hearing that. Like, people are, they don't even go to Gen 2. They want 3. <laughs> no, it takes three years for a life cycle for any product to get there. Okay. Think about Surface. Surface 3. Surface I guess Pro so. 3. Yeah. Then Pro 4 was like, ah, we're here. Yeah. You know, and we've moved on. Same thing with the, uh, the Galaxy Note. Galaxy mm -hmm. Note 3, then the 4 came out of 5. Everyone was like, ah, you know, we're there. And then we go to the Galaxy Edge. And then we've got to the Galaxy Note 7, which, besides the explosions, was a fantastic device. It was, yeah. yeah. You know? So it's the same thing, it's the same thing I think, is like third generation is where 
uh, your you fine tune materials, you fine tune build, mm-hmm. uh, you fine tune a lot of things. You add in features. Like again, like I said, the S Pen. Having an S Pen where it's not. Here's the thing that people always talk about. They say with the fold, you have the S Pen. You can write inside. No, I want to use the S Pen outside. That's that's business. Mm-hmm. I put it back. Open it up. That's play. Okay, but but if the S Pen was compatible when it's open that would still be cool oh yeah i agree i agree but i'm just saying that even for me right now like if you just hide on the external screen it was a bigger screen more pliable and the s-pen there i'm like yeah because most s-pen users pull out the s-pen while your screen is locked Mm -hmm. i don't have to even open up the phone i just have to just like oh okay cool put it down yeah done and then you know it's, it's almost like it's the perfect phone that truly is work play balance yeah literally and imagine if you could also put locks where you can actually when you open up the phone if you want to set it that when you open up the phone then it's just all play it changes your uh, your accounts you go to like your family account or whatever mm-hmm. and then when it's just the front screen that's just business you're doing work things like that yeah. so there are many ways to play with it I just think that it's it's different that way okay fair enough are you going to buy a flip though the flip yeah uh, I think so okay I mean it's more or less because I'm making content um, yeah I, I'm the same way yeah. <laughs> so for me for me I don't have the huge desire except if they had the gold version I might have just bought that one that's US. true that is a dope color why couldn't we get those gold colors on like the S20s I don't know this is just even, my opinion even that purple true even the purple even the, the purple S20. yeah I don't know. Just okay. Pivoting a little bit, I I just feel like the S twenties from a design standpoint are not quite as exciting. No. Yeah. I I feel a little somehow, even that's not the right word to use about this launch. Some people people complain about the price, and actually the pricing is not bad when you factor in how Samsung is doing their sales lately, tradings. Uh, if you trade in. Um, an S10 or Pixel, yeah, you're getting $700 off. Plus, it's a $200 credit as well. So you're getting $900 off, which means that phone is cheap. Uh, I'm talking about the Ultra. Yeah, yeah. So if you're doing that, then it's not a it's not a bad deal, and I think that's what they're looking at. Yeah. But what I'm I, I don't like is like I said, the colors are not inviting. To me, the best color is the gray. Really? Yeah, because the gray offsets the black. On the, on the camera, camera hump. hump, yeah, just enough for it to look a little different, as opposed to the black, which is black and black, and it's not matte or frosted, mm-hmm. so it's just one continuous. I thing. guess why not have that cloud pink and blue on the ultra? Like, no, I don't even want that. Really? No, it's. Just, I think the blue. It's looks too dope. flat of a color. It I, is flat. I, agree. I wish the co- those colors were more, um, a little bit more matte, or at least. If it was a frosted back like the iPhone, mm-hmm. then that cloud or pink would actually would look, look different. Mm-hmm. Different, and no aura. What happened to the aura? Aura was dope. Yeah, you had multiple color phone anytime you wanted. So, guy in the sun, you just flipped it left or right. Yeah, Your phone was a different color. I, 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 when I looked at the Note 10 Plus, aura, aura glow, knowing that that was going to be our review unit, I was like, I can live with this. I'm, I like yeah. this. But none of the phones, well, maybe aside from the pink one. That's my influence from Isa, obviously. But like looking at the pink one, I'm like, it's pretty dope. But it's only on the small one. 
It's only on a small one. Anyway, for the last couple of minutes yeah. uh, for this segment, just some general thoughts. How do you feel about the S20 in general? Like, obviously, 108 megapixel camera, really great stuff, and 100 times hybrid zoom on the Ultra. Like, what, what, what excites you about these? I mean, uh, I would like Highli to... Oh, you know what? Highlights and lowlights. How about that? Okay. But highlights, just overall or just the camera? Overall. Overall. Um, for me, 120 hertz mm -hmm. in the display. I do a lot of gaming videos. Mm -hmm. uh, and the 240 hertz touch sampling is great. Means, what it means for gaming is not the 120 hertz for the display. That 240 touch sampling means when you slide and move just from finger to fire button to cursor, it feels smooth. It feels like a very smooth motion as opposed to especially when you play on cheaper phones yeah you can feel that stiffness of just moving left and right so i like that that to me is great the 5000 milliamp battery mm -hmm. uh is a huge especially because of 5g which is and i like the fact they were bold and went with 5g and said look there's no every single one yeah there's no um lt variants or just lt only variants yeah uh we have 5g here so i like i like that aspect what I don't like is the storage SKUs. I wish it just started at 256 and then one terabyte. But it takes a micro SD though. Yes, and I said that initially until uh, Jonathan Casey reminded me that, yeah, that's fine and dandy, except UFS 3.0 is much faster oh, yeah. than a well, micro SD. Of course, yeah. So me getting a 128 and then balancing out with my one terabyte SSD does not help me at all. But wouldn't you use the micro, just devil's advocate here, what if you use the SD card just for storage of your actual videos and photos while applications run from, kind of like on a laptop, I mean, your Razer probably has the same configuration. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a pro user. <laughs> most most consumers don't think that way, and that's true, the difference. True, true. So I, I think that, and you know, <clears throat> that's the thing where um, they might have been using, say, the 120, and they're like, oh, it's great, it's really fast for photos. And then you throw in an SD card, and then you switch over the SD card, and you're like, ah, it's a, it's a bit slower. Yeah. Why? That, that I don't like in there. You know what? I, I agree with you because I'm, I'm, taking, <coughs> whoops. <laughs> I'm taking out my S10 Plus right now, and if I look at my storage options, earlier today when we made it to uh, Unpacked, it said I ran out of space. Oh, wow. So it took one year. It took one year of 4K60, a lot of recording, and now we got 8K. Yes. So, yeah. So I do like the fact that it has 8K, and I also don't like it at the same time. <laughs> the bit rate is really low at 80 megabits. Oh, yeah, I've been hearing this. 80, right? You said? Yeah. Okay. Which, I, we, if you just check out DSLRs, micro four thirds, you know, the minimum we do for 4K is 100 megabits. At least. Yes. Yeah. So for 8K, it should be double that amount, mm -hmm. 200. Or even at least, even if we got 100 or 150. Yeah. Then Which is what the GH5 does. Yeah, exactly. 150. Yeah. 150. That would be much more plausible for. Yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. Well, cheers. Cheers with these weird white. I've never seen a white cloud bar. <laughs> Here it is at this like oddly fun but weirdly separate area that Samsung created. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're creators too. I mean. <laughs> yeah. It is. It's creators lounge. It's more lifestyle oriented. I would mm -hmm. say. Um, but it's also interesting watching lifestyle creators work and sometimes people think they don't work and you know we, we no, joked about it hard right now Look yeah they, they are setting up their poses pictures mm -hmm. making sure the right shot is there it may seem simple until 
you kind of look at them and go like, I can't actually even pose like that. I don't yeah. even know how to. It's like saying a model just stands there. Yeah, exactly. It's the wrong thing. No. Yeah, it's the wrong thing to say. Anyway, let everybody know where they can find you. Uh, it's Board at Work, B-O-O-R-E-D-A-T-W-O-R-K. Nice. Uh, on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. TikTok, really? Yeah. You haven't gotten on Byte yet? <laughs> I, I have signed up. I haven't actually gone. Yeah, there. I know. I haven't done anything either. But I did get my handle, JV Tech T on Byte. <laughs> All right, cool. A big shout out to Thunder E for being on the show and for just kind of doing that quick 15 minutes with me while we were at the Samsung Creator Lounge. Kind of fun that I can just have this podcasting rig sort of taken out and put on these ear mics and then we're just able to talk for a while. Uh, that way I can get some conversations in with everybody. And uh, while I was able to do that with Thunder E at the event in San Francisco, Nick Gray and I were able to get onto a remote call uh, and we weren't able to see each other at Samsung, but we thought we were going to be able to see each other in Barcelona for MWC 2020. Unfortunately, while we were all in San Francisco and maybe some of us were coming back from Unpacked, that was when GSMA went ahead and made the announcement that uh, MWC 2020 is officially canceled. So I got Nick Gray on, who uh, actually Nick and I have had many different memories together in Barcelona. We've gone to the show so many different times, and we have so many fun things to remember about the city and of the show itself. So I thought it would be nice to have Nick on and get his take on MWC being canceled in 2020. It's too bad. Well, I'm it's too bad that we're not doing like a video version of the podcast because this is one of those visual episodes <laughs> because I wanted to show off. Okay, so without really getting too far into the into the details, I do have the Z Flip. I'm showing basically just Nick right now. Um so I do have the Z Flip. I got the black edition. The box would have a a purple Z here. Uh, mine is just a black embossed Z. But I just thought it was funny that aside from just having the phone, which obviously you pay a big amount for, like my wallet's hurting a little bit right now. They, <laughs> I feel like they tried to soften the blow by by giving you a bag of goodies. So I don't know how much this will actually excite our listeners, but also you, Nick. <laughs> I got a like a like a coffee mug that just says Samsung on the side. And I was I kept thinking to myself, well, you you have us come here like an hour before your store opens. It, it might have been nice if you gave these mugs out with coffee in them because all of us are like zombies right now just trying to get a phone. <laughs> but yeah. Um, anyway, Nick, uh, you just published something on Fandroid, obviously. the um, Your thoughts on the Z Flip. And now you were just telling me right before we started this call, like you were asking me questions about the Z Flip and if I actually got one and how many people were in line and all that. Um, what have you found? Because I, I, I realize you've been asking a lot of people about this. So for those who know, it is Z Flip launch day, Valentine's Day, and the perfect <laughs> yeah. present for your loved one, of course. Uh, but I didn't wait till midnight to order mine online. I thought, hey, I'd wake up in the morning and try to get myself a Z Flip. And I went online, Samsung was sold out with, you know, devices being able to ship within the next, you know, three to five days. So then I went to Best Buy, similar situation, AT&T, same thing. So then I was like, you know, let me see if I can just call my local Best Buy. And I called nine of my local Best Buys and none of them actually ever had the phone in stock in the first place. All you could do was go to the store if you wanted, order the phone, and it would ship to your house within two to three weeks. 
Oh, Same wow. thing with AT&T. Uh, I actually talked to a local store manager who I know, and he said none of the 22 to 24 local AT&T, AT&T stores even got the phone in stock. And there was only a handful that actually had just a demo unit to play with. Oh, wow. Yeah. The... And you were saying you were at the Samsung store and there was only, you know, five to six devices at a Samsung store, right? Yeah. Um, it's it's going to be, there's a short vlog portion before my unboxing, which I'm going to film in a little bit. Uh, but yeah, basically I, I arrived over there. There was only one other person in line, which, well, quick shout out to those people, actually. There were a couple of women that were at the front of the line, which proved to me, and I know a lot of people are back and forth on whether or not a form factor like this is useful. The fact that there were a couple of women there who agreed that a smaller form factor works better for them because, let's face it, women's pockets are usually a lot smaller than ours, uh, than, than guys, I should say. Um, yep. And they were like, yeah, absolutely. This, like The fact that it's smaller, it's more compact, um, it makes a lot of sense to us. So yesterday when we were just here in the Americana in Glendale in Los Angeles, um, they said, oh, yeah, we're doing a launch tomorrow. So, you know, make sure you come early if blah, blah, blah. They, that was word of mouth. They were just like, oh, you're releasing a phone tomorrow. Well, what is it? They, they, they showed them a demo unit and they were like, oh, yeah. So they came like an hour and a half before the store opened because just in that one evening, they were like, yeah, I think I do want that. <laughs> But other than that, so they had word of mouth. Somebody told them it was coming. Mm-hmm. How many people were in line? You said there was, there was not like even a six, dozen? like half a dozen, I think. And one of them was also fellow uh, fellow techie, uh, Brian Tong. Um, so he was there also because he lives in L.A. And Yeah, I actually saw his tweet. And I was like, hey, there's Josh in his video. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so Brian was there. And then what happened was when he arrived, I had already been standing there for about 20 minutes. I got there about 45 minutes before the store opened. And they, um, they actually handed out these little pieces of paper. Again, this is not a video podcast right now, but I'll just show this little piece of paper that had either... Um, so this one says like number one. Uh, so I think they had maybe 10 pieces of paper total where only half of them were unlocked. And even then there were only a few black ones and like literally two unlocked purple ones. Then the rest of them were purple. No, I went for the black one. Um, I'll explain why in a second. Um, Well, first of all, by the time I got there, the purple ones were taken. So it didn't matter. (laughs) You didn't have a choice. Yeah, I didn't have a choice. So what I ended up doing was, um, or what they ended up having was, the other five units or something, they probably they didn't have more than a dozen units. The last number of them after the ones that were in line already got theirs were all AT&T locked. So you were kind of SOL if you wanted an unlocked device to use on any other carrier or you get an AT&T one and you have to go somewhere to get it unlocked online, maybe some sort of utility, you know, kind of go back door like that. Um, but yeah, it was super limited quantities. And I guess we look at those... We look at the, the the marketing and whatnot from Samsung, and when they say limited quantities, they freaking meant it. Yeah, I mean, based off of my, I mean, I did a quick calculation. There are fewer than 1,000 Best Buy stores across the country, and the fact that nine of them in my area didn't even get inventory means, let, let's say you gave all 1,000 Best Buy stores five units. That's only 5,000 units. They didn't even have the extra 5,000 units to spare to send to every single Best Buy store in the country. I mean, that just means, I I would say, what, maybe 10,000 units mm. were available at launch or even less than that. Who knows? We'll, we'll probably never know. We'll, we just have the headlines that say Samsung Galaxy Z Flip sold out. 
And so, you know, I wrote my article. I was like, I, I think this is, yes, it is sold out, but the success of it might be greatly over-exaggerated because if you put 10 things out and sell all 10, you've sold out even though you've only sold 10. Yeah. Do you think, so with that in mind, do you think that Samsung will eventually move to like a mass market production of the Z Flip? Because, I mean... Oh, I totally believe so. I just okay. think they, as of right now, I, I don't think that they... I mean, I, I think they expected to sell out on day one, and I think that's want, what they wanted to do mm -hmm. to help with the marketing push because that's that's a tactic in and of itself. I mean, that creates a whole, not just people getting their hands on the phone today and posting their first articles, but there's dozens of websites or hundreds of websites that posted an article saying this new brand new phone is so popular that it's sold out, and now a lot of more people are more interested in the device. Yeah, I, but then when they say that, it would be like, and you, I guess in your case, it's like the Z Flip is sold out, asterisk. Here's the reason asterisk, why. correct. Yeah. Um, okay, so before we get into our uh, final topic for the show, I do. I will say, the reason why I got the black one, see, back when I got the Galaxy Note 9, uh, obviously the review unit, um, it was the purple edition, which we all opined for. We all liked it. Um, I remember mm -hmm. when, whenever there's a new color, we always really want it. I learned something when I had that Note 9, though. I tried to put dbrand skins on it. I tried to put cases on it. I tried so many different things to sort of change the look of the phone. And while, for the most part, that worked, I just couldn't see past the tiny bits of purple that still came through, even on I those skins. Just peeking through those little cracks and edges. Oh, man. I'm no, not, I can get that. Yeah, I'm not OCD whatsoever. Generally not. But it just nagged at me a little bit. And I thought to myself, in the future... Well, okay, not in the future. I still love having different phones. Like, my Note 10 is the red one from... Well, it's available here now, but it used to only be available in Europe and in Asia. But I didn't mm -hmm. find a Note 10 in red, and I love that thing to death. I only put a clear case on it because that's how much I love that color. But when it comes to the Z Flip, I was thinking about it, and I thought, I'm probably going to get the cases once they're available, which they told me will be available next week. And if I put a... They only have black and silver or white-ish case, cases for the yeah. Z Flip so far. Man, if I put it on there... And then that little bit of purple peeking out, it's going to bother me. <laughs> it's going to bug you to death. No, my reason, like the, the black is a good color option, except at the launch event, um, the lighting was so harsh. You got to go to a, a separate area. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. I get, didn't get the invite for that. But on, in the main area, the, the lighting was so harsh that mm -hmm. taking pictures of the black phone was completely impossible. Mm just because of the contrast with you know the bright spotlights that they have and the dark room and the dark phone so taking the pictures of the purple and the gold ones were the only ones that actually turned out where you could see the design of the phone that was the other thing that i found funny i was calling best buys and i called two best buys yesterday because on their website it said available at 1201 eastern time uh at best buy and I wanted to call and be like, what does that mean? Are for you going to be open? Yeah. What does that mean for 9.01 p.m. Pacific time? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but they were like, no, we're closed. Well, they mean like it's available for pre-order or whatever. It's like you can order it online and whatnot. But them and even the Samsung Experience Store here in L.A., I called them and I asked them the same question each time. Like, are you going to have the gold one? And they always said, and this, this kind of goes to show you how much how little information the big corporate office will give the retail stores. They were like, there's no gold one. And I thought, bruh, 
<laughs> Come Bruh, on. I, I touched it three days ago. It's, yeah. it's available. I, no, apparently I, I the gold one is only uh, China and a couple other markets. Yeah, I heard. I keep hearing Europe, but yeah. Um, I originally, as far as color is concerned, like a final point on the on the Z Flip, I want. I, I wish maybe one of these days I'll hit up Jerry Rig or something. I've met him a few times, but it'll be great to get a gold version and then take one of the plates off, either the top or the bottom, and put and the then purple swap one, a dual tone, a dual tone one, yeah, and then it would be purple and gold, so I could have a Lakers phone. <laughs> He's just gonna make a clear one, you know that. Uh, true, but if I uh, maybe I could co- clear one, I would love to commission him to make me a, a Lakers colors. Z flip that would be dope. I've because purple and gold. I mean, come on. Um, well, I mean, all you really need to do is take the black covers off of it, and then take the sticker off on the inside and make your own, man. That's true. A little bit of that's spray true. paint never hurt anybody. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Just Casey nice at the hell out of the phone. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. So uh, one of the things that happened with Unpacked uh, earlier in the show, we I did a segment with. Uh, Anabangete, also known as Board at Work, Thunder E, Board at Work, he he and I were at the Samsung Creators Creator Lounge, which let me tell you, like <laughs> the Creator Lounge is definitely for I feel like Samsung uses the word creator for so many different things. So technically people like you and I were tech bloggers, tech creators, tech I suppose the term could be influencers, but when they create something like a creator lounge, what they mean is you're not creating content about the phone. You're creating content with the phone, through the phone. Because when we were at this whole different thing, uh, E and I were like, this is a club. Everyone's like drinking and dancing. There's this huge bar. And there are a bunch of people here who are like the TikTok generation. And mm-hmm. all they're doing is using the S20 and uh, the Z Flip if they, if, they had an, uh, if they had one of the units that was, there was like two there. Um, they're just getting boomerangs and stuff. Like they're not even... They're not doing anything close to what they're we not do. doing journalism. Not at all. You know, and even then, like people like myself, I, I know I used to work at Android Authority, which is considered a publication and whatnot. But even now where I am in my solo career, like I don't even know if I would necessarily use the word journalism. I respect journalists too much to call myself that in <laughs> right now, but I'm nowhere near what those quote unquote creators were. It's, well, it's really it goes funny. from reporting about the device to reporting with the device. Yes. And uh, honestly, like, you know, I did I did my hands-on video during the event and published that. And then actually this morning, I published a video of camera samples from the Galaxy S20 Ultra. And my camera samples video that I published with, you know, video clips and photos taken with the device is doing dramatically better than the other videos because it's content from the phone. This is the experience that you'll have with the phone rather than me telling you about it. I'm showing you this is what it's going to be. And I, honestly, like people are interested in that. I like it's so much easier to create that kind of content and I need to get into the mindset of maybe I need to do more of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean the, the perspective has changed of who creators are. Like it's not Within the tech space, you know, they're looking for people to, hey, I'm going to use this phone and I'm going to tell you about using this or show you me using it uh, rather than tell you about the phone itself and tell you how good it is from the spec standpoint and how it compares to something else. Yeah, 100%. Speaking of of post-unpacked content, I did my video this morning, or I released my video this morning. Um, So I have this segment on my channel on JV on uh, youtube.com slash Joshua Vergara that Okay, I'll admit it's the title is controversial because 
it's I have a segment called Top Five Complaints where I just talk about things that people may not like about these phones, just to just to give the other side because I feel like our hands-ons are always completely positive and it should be because we're like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. this is exciting, this is great. But then let's not forget about these potential pain points that are not necessarily like my complaints. I'm not actually complaining about the phone. I'm just saying that these things but are But they could be. Yeah, they're considerations, right? Um <laughs> of course it's the, the the name of the video is Top Five Galaxy S twenty Ultra Complaints and Complaints is in capital letters. This is the reason why I don't necessarily call myself a journalist because yes, I am sort of capturing a certain segment of the YouTube audience by I don't know. Like, it's funny. Like, the title comes off as kind of negative. But if you to the people out there who have gotten in my comment sections and have complained about the way that I made that video, maybe they didn't watch the whole thing because I'm always I'm always very neutral in my delivery of what I say about these things. And I'm like, maybe it's a problem for you. I'm not sure. This is just you need to be over the top and be like, (laughs) oh my gosh, this is the worst thing ever. I can't believe Samsung did this. And then you'll never be invited to another Samsung event ever. (laughs) But you know, and you know what? I think that's what they expect. And then Oh, Here totally. I, because there are people who do that. Like yeah. they'll they'll get on and just like rail on something, and it's you know it's a bullet point that really nobody cares about, but for them it's that you know really finite issue of this you know irks me. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. Like I I I I see that a lot of people like that type of content, and I as you said can't bring myself to creating something like that. Yeah, exactly. Where, where like all. I'll, I'll, I'll start the conversation with that because you can't really, you can't have that conversation without sounding a little bit, even just a little bit negative at the beginning. Like, you know, why this though? You know, that kind of thing. But then in the end, yeah. it's not me screaming about it. It's not me saying this is the worst thing ever. And then like, of course, the, the hyper uh, fan people, the fanatics for Samsung devices are going to come in and go, well, you be there and the defend it. Yeah, they're going to be there to defend it and whatnot. And I had one comment come in that I, that it didn't really bother me too much because it happens maybe once in a blue moon, but someone's just like, I used to respect you, but now you're just being negative. <laughs> you're clearly just doing this for clicks. And I'm like, that's what YouTube uh, is. Like at least it's my job. It's my job. And also it's not just that. Like, even if, even if I am clearly doing it to get views and likes and whatnot, at least if you watch the whole video and actually engage with the content, I'm actually trying to be informative and I'm trying to talk mm-hmm. through these things in a, in a, in a good manner. Anyway, so cool. the real question is, though, does that video, is that video doing better than your hands-on video with Absolutely. the phone? <laughs> of course. Of course. And just like my camera comparison, like you, you, you do, you put in the hours of work for a hands-on video doing B-roll and voiceover and everything like that. And then you reuse those same clips and footage to create another video that's honestly a lot easier to put together Yeah, because of the time that you put into it. And then this other controversial video becomes, even if it's not controversial, but it could be like five things you really like about the Samsung Galaxy Z Flip. Mm-hmm. And that would be, because people are looking for that type of content. Yeah. I don't know. There's It's, it's the extremes, right? Like e- people yeah. either want to be validated in how they feel or they, or they will, and they will engage with that or they will engage with content that, that somehow is it, um, What's the opposite of validate? Um, <laughs> invalidate. Invalidate. I, I almost said devalidate. Yeah. Invalidates their thoughts, and then they have some sort of opinion about that. Anyway, super tangent. My bad. I was I was actually talking about Unpacked mainly because you and I, Nick, we weren't able to see each other at Unpacked. And I think mm-hmm. 
and that was true for most people like even tk bay like he and i said we're t- we were talking we were like oh yeah we'll see each other at unpacked it'll be great then it didn't even happen but i got i got to see tk because you know we weren't on the exclusive list we were hanging out we were slumming it with everybody else you know what i was there for a little bit um we got there like right away because right after the presentation when basically when um i'm trying to remember his name tm something when he came out for the last portion uh, we knew that that was the end. So me and whoever else, we just kind of bounced and went to that area, got a few shots. And then, yes, we did have a different area. But I think we kind of took it for granted that we were going to see each other because of what is now canceled, Mobile World Congress. And I guess, oh, um, of course. oh my goodness, we all thought we were going to see each other in Barcelona. Not going to be the case anymore. So that was how I wanted to end this particular episode because the news literally came the day after Unpacked. Um it's crazy, and I wanted to get your thoughts on this, Nick, because I feel like you and I actually have quite a few memories in Barcelona. Like one of our main shows that we get to see each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so for those who don't know, and if you're listening to this podcast, you definitely do. Mobile World Congress is the biggest trade show for the mobile industry, and over the years, that's when most devices have been announced. I mean, if we go back, you know, just even just five years ago, HTC, Samsung, LG. Huawei, everybody was making a big smartphone announcement during this show or, you know, the week before. And Samsung kind of started doing their own thing. And honestly, it's a good thing they weren't planning on doing their launch at MWC now because they're out ahead of the pack and everyone else is scrambling now with the show being canceled due to the coronavirus outbreak in China. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. I didn't think of it that way that because we had mainly the Chinese companies still going to Mobile World Congress and planning on doing their announcements. Huawei, Oppo, Xiaomi. And now as as the chips and the dominoes are falling, uh, we're getting emails from all of them saying that they're rescheduling their press events and their announcements and whatnot for, I know in Oppo's case, it's going to be March. I don't know about Xiaomi. Who knows what Huawei's doing? I don't think I've, I haven't seen anything from Huawei yet at least. But yeah, it's it's crazy because number one, there were some people who actually had their travel. Did you have, did you have uh, refundable flights or are you... Are you still going? <laughs> I am not still going, oh, unfortunately. Okay. I, we were actually, we had a sponsorship to go, and our sponsor was taking care of travel and accommodations, which, honestly, it's a breath of fresh air, knowing that I don't have to take care of any of that yeah. once, now that things have been canceled. Uh, but I've been burned a couple times before with large international trips, so I've been purchasing travel insurance, but even using that um, is a big hassle. Yeah, you lose something no, you, ultimately, right? You lose, I mean, ultimately you you have to pay an extra, you know, $150 or so for travel insurance. Yeah. And then you have to go through the whole hassle of proving why the trip was canceled and is it, you know, really a refundable insurance claim, things like that. Uh, but yeah, there are quite a few independent uh, tech journalists who purchased unrefundable tickets and they are planning to make the trip anyways because hey, a week in Barcelona is better than a week back here in the U.S. anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are some companies that still might be doing, um, you know, small meetings here and there. The trade show itself has been canceled. But, you know, until I got word this morning that my sponsor was going to be canceling our yeah. travel plans, uh, I was still planning on going if they weren't going to cancel it. Because, you know, if if the flight's paid for and everything, there's no reason not to go. I can just do, you know, work from Barcelona. And if mm-hmm. there's a couple manufacturers there that are still having meetings, having that opportunity to have that one-on-one time is still extremely valuable because we don't, honestly, we don't get it that often. Yeah. And I feel like there are going to be a lot of smaller companies that 
can't back out. Like they can, they still have to go to Barcelona and perhaps they're going to be doing their email blasts to people and seeing who might still be there and like, hey, do you want to come see mm -hmm. our stuff? It's just that the big, it's the huge names that were just falling one by one. And I think it was when, I think once NVIDIA announced that they weren't going to go anymore and they were a major sponsor of, uh, of MWC with GSMA. Uh, I think that was when the writing started to be on the wall, but I was being kind of stubborn about it. I remember when we were at Unpacked, everyone was sort of talking about how GSMA said that by Friday we'll make a decision, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, really? This is still on the table? This is still being considered? And then sure enough, you know, the morning after Unpacked was finished, uh, everyone just started texting each other and whatnot. And they were like, okay, well, there it is. It's done. So, Well, and one thing to a lot of people that, you know, follow the mobile industry fail to realize is that yes a handful there was probably maybe less than a dozen larger recognizable names that pulled out you know there was lg and then zte and then you know tcl said they canceled their press conference but they mm -hmm. were still going to be there yep nvidia pulled out uh, but those were a handful of companies there are over 1000 exhibitors that were planning to attend and so, yes, a handful of larger companies pulled out, but there's still a thousand other companies that were hoping to do business and hoping to grow their business while at that conference. And none of that is happening now. And for a lot of these smaller companies, this is the only time that they actually get time with press because other times of the year, you know, people aren't going to fly across the country to meet with, you know, a no name company to check out their new product. But hey, I'm already at Mobile World Congress and there are another booth here. I can stop by for a meeting and, you know, write a story about this, you know, innovative, you know, new technology for displays or new technologies for a thousand other things that go into our devices, which we would never get. And we're not going to get this year because MWC has been put to the edge and thrown off a cliff. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. And it's not it's not even just MWC. I just I just scrolled over to a, a headline that was sent to me uh, that there's a big camera slash photography show called CP Plus that happens in Japan. They just canceled this morning as well. And it's it's crazy because, um, OK, there is definitely I don't know if I would call it mass hysteria, but there is hysteria regarding the coronavirus, and it is connect. It is affecting so many parts of the world, not just tech, uh, but obviously we're in the tech world, so this is the kind of news that we report on. But yeah, it's just so interesting to me that, um, like, how long do you think this might go on for? Because we, this is like the big show after CES, and then we kind of wait until way later on. Uh, for things like IFA or anything like mm -hmm. that. Do you think that this is going to be a wide-reaching thing for the entirety of 2020? Or um, hopefully it's not going to be like affecting more shows beyond the next month or so? I mean, I've been keeping up with the news. I actually check in on the news. CNN has a great you know, update page with you know just paragraph snippets about headlines uh, that have been dropping throughout the day. And I, I keep up with it a couple times a day, not because I'm, you know really interested in the coronavirus but because it does have an effect on you know the, the technology sector that we're reporting on yeah if factories are closed in china that means components are not being built mm -hmm. for smartphones <clears throat> that are scheduled to be released later this year so you know there's this cascading effect of everything and you know just one thing typically like we all know the chinese new year's falls 
you know, the same time every year, two weeks off. You can't expect any communications with PR that's based in China. Yeah, that's Don't expect true. anything to get done. They extended that for an extra week. So it went from two weeks to three weeks. Mm-hmm. And then factories decided to be closed, extended after that. And so just knowing that, you know, every device that's not released yet is going to be affected in some way. Those release dates will definitely be pushed out, if if not just one or two weeks, but maybe a month, maybe two, depending on all of this. And at the rate of the infection growing right now, and you know the sad thing, the death toll as well. Yeah, it's 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 continuing to grow, and it's not showing any signs of slowing down, at least not yet. Um, honestly, in, in my opinion, we could be looking at, you know, another month or two before things start to settle down if they do even then. Yeah. And it's all, unfortunately it is all, I mean, thoughts and prayers out to everybody who might be affected in China, of course, uh, so far the infection and death tolls haven't really risen outside of mainland China. At least that's what we've been told in the news. Uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, everyone is under some sort of like Everyone's doing their due diligence, every single place around the world. So you have Japan canceling CP plus, uh, obviously MWC, who knows what's going to happen moving forward. Uh, but as far as MWC is concerned, uh, you and I were alluding to this uh, pre-call. Um, GSMA, as an organization, had to make the decision to cancel. Yes, that meant that communication with a lot of companies who are meant to be at MWC was, for the most part, sparse up until the last few days where they finally decided to cancel the entire trade show outright. How much do you think this is actually going to hurt GSMA um, as an organization moving forward? Uh, the, it, honestly, it's really hard to say at this point. Uh, mm-hmm. if, if you follow the tech industry and follow a lot of you know tech writers on on Twitter. You've probably seen a lot of the discussion that we've been having openly about it. Some people are predicting doom and gloom. Uh, you know, the end of the GSMA, the end of Mobile World Congress. And some people simply saying, "Well, this is the end of Mobile World Congress in Barcelona." Uh, for those who don't know, Barcelona has been a contentious location for Mobile World Congress just because of a lot of different factors. Main one being crime and uh, theft, with people getting pickpocketed uh, while there. Yeah, uh, I we was all know robbed. people. I was, and I you was, are I, one person. I'm one of them. Yeah, I was literally robbed in Barcelona the morning I was meant to leave from there. This was a couple of years back, but yeah, I can attest to some of the contentiousness that was happening because of Barcelona. Yeah. But honestly, like the show is too big. Like it's not as relevant as it used to be because Samsung and other manufacturers have been holding their own release, uh, their own separate release releases for their devices. So not, you know, not as many big announcements are coming out of Mobile World Congress. But the same could have been said for CES five, six years ago when everybody started doing their own things and not as many big things started happening at CES. That being said, CES shifted over the years. You know, it went from being, you know, a semi-mobile launch platform to only TV to now it's all about smart home and connected devices and everything. So the conference shifted and so has, you know, CES. And I I think the same is going to be true for Mobile World Congress. Yeah, this year is a horrible year for this. Uh, but they'll be back next year. I can guarantee you it's going to be in Barcelona again. Um, you know, finding a place, a city that has the same type of weather 
at this time of the year uh, yeah. that could hold that many people. Uh, that's that's hard to come by. There are a lot of cities across Europe that could hold that many people, but they are a lot colder than Barcelona is in in late February. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think that the show would go away completely either. It should be back next year. Whether or not it's in Barcelona, I wouldn't be able to say. Uh, granted, the infrastructure of the city in general was kind of tailor made to this show, like. I, I personally, and I, I know some people have said this on Twitter, that they actually feel sad for the people of Barcelona who might be uh, relying on this huge trade show to provide some sort of revenue and income to the city as a whole. And, man, I, I kind of feel for that, to be honest. No matter how contentious it might be that Barcelona is the city that does it, people like myself have had both great and also very bad memories in that city. At the same time, it's like it is, it does sort of... It is a huge player in the livelihood of Barcelona, especially at the beginning of each year. So Yeah, and I think the financial impact, I, I don't quote me on this, but if I think it was Nicole Scott, she just wrote an article about the effect on Barcelona that this is going to have. Uh, I don't know the numbers, but I think it's like over $500 million in revenue wow. just during, during that week. Uh, but then also that's not counting all of the lost businesses business deals that are not going to happen because you know this we we report about the journalism side of new devices but samsung lg all the manufacturers are there they're having backdoor meetings closed door meetings with carrier partners and retail partners saying how many units are you going to order and put in into your stores you know going back to the galaxy z flip how many phones were in the stores they had those meetings months ago, and Mobile World Congress is what the biggest show for all these manufacturers to do deals throughout the rest of the year. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, there you go. I mean, the last episode of the Pocket Now Weekly, I, <laughs> I straight up was just talking about how coronavirus was affecting MWC, not knowing that the entire show was going to be canceled. <laughs> so here we are. And now it's done. <laughs> yeah, now it's done. So if anyone was actually asking after that last episode, like, well, how much worse could it get? I think this is about, this is probably like. This is pretty bad. Yeah, this is pretty bad. This yeah. is literally the worst thing that could have happened. Literally everything is done. Um, but everybody, um, and anybody out there that might still be going to Barcelona, despite, you know, despite the cancellation of the show, you still have, like you said, non-refundable flights or anything like that. I think we know a few people, but they're just going to end up going to Barcelona. And hopefully you guys have a good time. Um, I, I, I hope that everybody is uh, safe at the very least going into Barcelona. And of course, as far as coronavirus is concerned, a uh, you know, thoughts and prayers out to anybody who might be affected by this. Uh, in no matter what way, um, everybody is being affected by this in one way or another. Uh, but yeah, just wanted to get Nick on. Um, I wasn't sure if we're gonna we were gonna end up talking about like some of our stories of the memories we had at MWC. But maybe we'll oh, save we can that if you want to. No, 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 it's okay. Maybe you know what? I might do that on a different episode or even a different podcast. We'll see. But I think it would well, be pretty maybe fun. next next week in honor of Barcelona's true. MWC being canceled. We can recount great stories of the past. Yeah, that's true. We could definitely do that because let me know regardless of how you might feel, how even I might feel about Barcelona, it is an incredible city. Um, and it is it is home to a lot of memories. I mean, we've been in this industry for a while. MWC has been a mainstay. It is a bummer. Like, it is a bummer that we're not going to be able to go this year. And it feels a little, I don't know, like, I guess the term I have to use is it is a bit of a bummer. So we'll talk about that a bit next week as it's happening, uh, as the days are happening that we're not there. Um, but in any case, Nick, I want to make sure to give you the floor. Uh, where can everybody find you? 
You can find me personally on Twitter, at Nick M. Gray, Twitter and Instagram, but you can find my work uh, as editor-in-chief of Fandroid.com. That's P-H-A-N-D-R-O-I-D.com and YouTube.com slash Fandroid. All right. Awesome. Uh, thank you so much, Nick, for being on. Um, yeah, really great discussion. We'll have you on again, of course. Um, it's good to have you on again after we had CES, and now we have you on for MWC, technically. <laughs> Not quite for the same reason, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, in any case, I'm going to go ahead and just pop it over to the outro. And so there you have it, this week's episode of the Pocket Now Weekly Podcast. Thank you so much to Thunder E and Nick Gray for coming on to the show. Uh, thank you so much for listening, by the way, no matter what podcasting application you might be using. Uh, and also, uh, stay tuned for even more. We have a lot of stuff to talk about over the next few weeks, especially with the Samsung devices coming in. So we'll get some perspectives from many different people, including Jaime Rivera. I do want to get him on uh, once he gets his hands on the Z Flip and also once we all get our hands on the S20 Ultras. Um, and yeah, we're going to have all of our reviews and content coming pretty soon subscribe to the pocket now weekly youtube channel make sure you do so youtube.com slash pocket now and hit that subscribe button with the bell over on the side you can follow pocket now all across the social medias at pocket now and of course subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already from there you can follow me as well i am at jv tech tea across all social media you know me i'm jv i love tech and i love to drink me some tea and also on my youtube channel at youtube.com slash joshua vergara you're going to see me a little bit more on the pocket now channel as well but make sure you subscribe to both channels as I am always here looking to bring you some great content every single week, including the Pocket Now Weekly Podcast. And with all of that said, I'm going to call it on this one and we will see you in our next episode.